You're listening to Soundplay, a radio show that features audio work produced by people in the Salem State community. We're your hosts. I'm Tanya Rodrigue, a professor in the English department. I'm Justin Noon, an English student here at SSU. Listen to those words coming from those SSU students all day. Soundplay. <laughs> Soundplay. Yeah, yeah. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode two of our COVID story series. Our first story is from Tony Karaj. He is a sophomore here at SSU. He is a computer science major. Without further ado, here's Tony. Tonight, the race to reopen the ailing economy is picking up speed, even as the coronavirus outbreak is, according to health experts, far from over. So far, 38 states have eased restrictions. Six more will follow suit tomorrow and Tuesday, all emphasizing social distancing. So, yeah, here I am in my basement, sheltered from the uh, harms of the coronavirus. It's been an interesting few months, to say the very least. And uh, I'm trying to think when I first heard about it. I think it was around January, right when um, this spring semester was starting up. I usually go back to um, my professor's office. Beifang is his name. He taught me. He was my professor in Java 1 and Java 2 and in data structures. And I was talking to him one day. It was, I think, early January, mid-January, somewhere around there. And he was telling me about some sort of virus. This is usually, this was, I think, around when it was somewhat big in the news. I don't know. I, I don't really pay attention to the media. But I, I had assumed that it wasn't too crazy in the news at the time because now it's just insane. But he was telling me about these few people back in December, December of last year, 2019, December, that we're using WeChat and WeChat's this huge social media platform in China. You know, you can pay, you can pay using WeChat. You can obviously call video, text, all, all the good stuff. And he was telling me that these few people were talking about the coronavirus. He had to show me the chats and, um, he was just showing me, he was translating as he went, you know, all these people texting him that, well, that lives in China. It's like, oh, like huge virus going around here. It's like they're trying to keep it well knit. They're trying to not talk about it, blah, blah, blah. They think it's just going to pass. And then, you know, I went back to his office maybe once every week just to talk to him. Not, not specifically about the virus, but, you know, I kept eyes on it when he mentioned it for the first time. And then it just exploded, completely exploded, I would think. I can't even remember. This is, It's just been such an odd semester for me. I would say in February to March, that's when it, when it, I think, first hit. The whole scare went down, you know. we There were slight talks about the school year transferring over to electronic, you know, online type of work. And man, was I excited for that to happen until I realized that I just, I can't keep up with deadlines at all when I'm this distracted at home. <laughs> uh, it was, it was quite the transfer. 
it, it all happened so suddenly. It was during our spring break when it kind of just went over. And then we got the confirmation email from the president of the university. Said, you know, all classes mandatory to be online. No more meeting. You know, no more attending school for the rest of the semester. And I was like, wow. It's gotten pretty serious. And then lockdowns came in effect in Massachusetts where I live. And, well, not exactly a lockdown. More of a stay-at-home advisory kind of thing. But it still still weird and now that the school year is over I'm just gonna be bored <laughs> all day at home so uh yeah thanks corona Salem State University Radio they must pay us millions to stop broadcasting WMWM Salem 91.7 FM and WMWM online.com I didn't want to talk she just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always encountered him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call, your presence, your words, your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. This next piece is from Jennifer Moody. In this, you'll hear how she first dealt with the current situation and how she feels this has affected the media as well as her job. She will also explore how she would explain it to a child who is trying to understand it. Here's Jennifer's piece. When this pandemic started, I didn't really know what it was. All I knew was that people were getting sick and there were some people dying. It didn't really like hit me that this was happening until people I personally knew started getting it. They got better, but it was still scary to the fact that they got it and that there was the possibility that it could get too bad. But besides me knowing people personally who have had this, I feel like the media is making it out to be really, really bad. They're not showing who has recovered. They're only showing who has died. And the numbers they show, they don't take out the people who have recovered. So then the numbers just look worse, worse, and worse. In reality, it's not as bad anymore. I definitely feel like that maybe we should have closed things earlier like Italy did, then maybe we could have had this under control. I know a lot of people were worried about not having their job, and then there's the unemployment pay, but that unemployment's also backed up because some people I know are currently getting paid by unemployment, like myself, but then there's some people that are still waiting for their first payment to come in, and it's been over a month. And then there's the essential workers that still are out there in the world. And they could get sick at any given moment. And that is also scary because both my parents are essential. And I know there's many other people that 
are essential but when it's more personal you think about it. They go, could my mom have it? Could my dad have it? You know we both know that they don't. And I know some of my family, like my nana and my grandma, are panicking. And they think the worst outcome before it's even here. But then there's people like my aunt's boyfriend or my uncle who are just like, if we get sick, we get sick. I don't know if I'm necessarily scared of Corona. Like, I know I, I, if I got it, I'd end up being okay at some point. But the thought of having it also is a little scary. Especially since your pets can carry it. They can be carried into your house in many, many different ways. I think it's mostly scary for people who have very young children, like babies that are only a few months old. Or they're pregnant and do it any moment. I know there's a lot of more famous YouTuber people I watch that are having babies and they could be come at any day now. I feel like that's a little scary just because they are more susceptible to illnesses and this is such a big one and their immune systems just aren't up to par yet. I feel like this health crisis is going to get better. But sadly, we're going to have to deal with a few more deaths before that can happen. But that overall corona is going to end at some point. And at some point, we're all just going to have to get it, as bad as that sounds, for it to go away. But that overall, this health crisis, for me, hasn't been horrible, but it hasn't been good either. So the people in the future who haven't dealt with a pandemic like this or trying to understand what corona is it, it honestly when i first heard about it it seemed like a glorified flu it was like the flu and pneumonia together you just got really sick and you felt like you couldn't breathe and obviously if you have other health issues if you smoke or you have lung issues or you have other underlying ones then the sickness does affect you a little deeper but if you don't like if you're healthy then it's not going to affect you as much. It's still going to affect you in a way. I just feel like people should know that this was new to everybody. Everything shut down. Malls shut down. Food places shut down. The only doctor's offices that were really open were the hospital. And that life obviously isn't going to go back to the way it was. But we're going to have to do our best to get there. Our next story is from Sarah Pangborn. She is a communication student in her final year here at SSU. Enjoy your story. COVID-19. 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 That's all I seem to encounter when I turn on my TV, log into Facebook, or chat with friends about how they're feeling. I can't seem to escape those four syllables these days. None of us can. March 12th was the last semi-normal day I can remember. It was gloomy, in more than one sense. It was overcast and a rather cold day in between an unusually nice stretch of weather we had been having. It fit the mood. I didn't realize it at the time, but it would be the last concert I would work at my job for the foreseeable future. But more importantly, the last time I would ever step foot on the Salem State campus as a student. So many things have been ripped from me during this time. Some, milestones others trivial in comparison. 
My senior spring, my graduation, celebrating my 22nd birthday, the opportunity to work major music festivals, Friday nights in the corner booth at Major McLeish's with my friends, the warmth of a hug from my mother with an autoimmune disease. It's now week seven of lockdown. I've been quarantined with my boyfriend and his family. We're allowed to leave the house to go grocery shopping, to go to the liquor store, and to go on a walk, given we wear the masks that were sewn for us and stay six feet apart from others. Going outside feels like a jailbreak. We wake up at noon and go to bed when the sun is coming up. Our wardrobe consists of t-shirts and sweatpants. We spend our afternoons playing Animal Crossing and watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We spend our evenings on Zoom calls with our friends, setting our backgrounds to a picture of our favorite bar, The Model, and blasting Dancing Queen by ABBA or Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance to pretend we're all together in the same room again. Time no longer exists except for Sundays when we have to wake up and file our unemployment claims and purchase virtual turnips on a video game. As of April 23rd, 26.5 million people are jobless in the United States, and I'm one of them. In three weeks, I will have to move out of Salem because I lost my job. I can no longer afford a new apartment on an unemployment check. When I pictured myself post-grad, this is not where I imagined I'd end up. I always had a hunch that we would enter a recession during my graduation year, but I never would have guessed it would be due to a global pandemic. I've laughed, I've cried, I've danced. I've laid in bed for 90% of the day. I've felt so much love and I've felt so alone. It's been an adjustment. I remember falling asleep during the before times as we jokingly call them, tired from a long day, begging the universe for a break, a break from school, a break from working five days a week, a break from the stress of not having enough free time. And I got it. But now, I don't know what to do with it all. Hey, this is Dan Finnerty from the Dan Band. You're listening to WMWM 91.7, fucking Salem. Coffee Time has been a family-owned and operated bakery since 1978. They offer scratch-made pies and scones, and now through Thanksgiving, apple cider donuts and pumpkin cheesecake. Grab a fresh cup of coffee or real hot chocolate milk to go with your favorite treat. Coffee Time, setting the standard for homemade baked goods right here in Salem. Coffee Time, 96 Bridge Street, Route 1A in Salem. Out of respect for the author's request to remain anonymous, I will not be revealing who created this piece. But nevertheless, this is still one of my personal favorites. I hope you guys enjoy. The name from the spiky crown-like protein seen under a microscope. It's transmitted from person to person by respiratory droplets spread through coughs and sneezes. First cases in this country climbs to over a million and deaths surpass American losses in the Vietnam War. There are increasing worries about a breakdown of the food chain. The president expected to use... Avoid close contact with anyone that has fever and cough. It started in China, then Italy, and when the first U.S. confirmed case happened on January 21st, 2020, all hell broke loose.
Release the full power of the federal government in this effort today. I am officially declaring a national emergency. Clearly has um, taken hold and people are buying because of um, fear and of the unknown, really. I am lucky enough to still be employed as a customer service rep at a big chain grocery store. My dad and 15 million others are not so lucky. So a normal day at the um, airport would consist of going into the queue, which would be about 500 cars. And you'd put your app on, and then when you beep, you would go in line and you'd get a ride. And that would consist every day. And you'd be getting rides every 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I mean, there's so many planes that come in. Now, with uh, COVID-19, there's, there's no rides. There's, uh, there's maybe five or ten cars in the parking lot. Uh, the planes are not flying, so it's affected the economy, uh, pay, everything. My bosses made it clear that they didn't expect us to work just because the store is open. 18 of my coworkers chose not to work. To risk your health. So if you don't feel comfortable working, we understand. My school gave us a two-week spring break. My sister's high school gave them a three-day weekend. We are both doing online learning now. Including the young and healthy work to engage in schooling from home when possible. It hit closer with the first case in Haverhill, Massachusetts on March 20th. And then it hit even closer in the worst way possible. Did you hear your friend tested positive? Yes, I was with her three days ago. I went down and got the test. The test uh, was they take a seven-inch plastic Q-tip and they put it in your nose all the way so it almost touches the bottom of your eye. And they pull it out and they do the other one. I had a test done and I tested negative. My friend is just one of the 223,000 people worldwide who have successfully beat the virus. Despite the good news, the world we knew shut down and safety restrictions got even tighter on a long-term basis. Effective Tuesday, March 24th at noon, all non-essential businesses shall close their physical workplaces and facilities to all workers, customers, and the public to issue a stay-at-home advisory outlining self-isolation and social distancing protocols. And day-to-day -day things. Please stay on the red line. God, I hate wearing this mask all day. Yes, we're doing health screenings now. Every day you have to come to the desk so we can do this. Do you have any cough, shortness of breath, sore throat, do you need chills? Have you had any diarrhea, vomiting? Anyone in your family suspected of having COVID-19? No cure in sight and an ever-growing list of symptoms, people are trying to stay positive by having birthday parades. We got to stay in the cars were pulling violet signs and stuff. Happy birthday, Rose! Woo! That they were saying happy birthday. With less than a day's note. Or 
by having video calls so they can stay connected to their friends and family. Daddy! Oh no! Don't. Jen, call him. Oh my god! Oh. Oh. oh boy. <laughs> What's up? Tony, I can see you. We can all there. see you. <laughs> but some things can't be postponed or altered to fit this current way of life. Oh my god, they're going to cancel prom. Yeah, we had to cancel vacation. We can't risk it and then get stuck at the border if they decided not to let us back into America. At the end of this, I hope the world new appreciation for life and can rebuild into a better, more peaceful environment. As of May 1st, 2020, 3,562 people have died due to the virus. My heart goes out to them and their families. Thank you guys for listening to today. I hope you guys enjoyed everything that you heard today. Once again, please stay safe and well, and hopefully I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you.